Hello and welcome to Music Makers San Diego, where we shine a light on San Diego area songwriters and their music, from solo artists to duos to songwriting band members and more. Established songwriters, as well as up-and-coming ones. I'm your host, Gary Lee. My guest today is Bobo Sarnowski. Welcome, Bobo. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's start at the beginning here. Where mm. did you come up with the name, <laughs> the nickname Bobo? How, I was how did that come about? I was nicknamed that in, my name is Robert or Bob for many years, and uh, it was 1976. I was at a camping trip in the mountains of Baja, and we came upon this little ranch, and a little Indian woman about this tall came out, and I said, hello, my name is Bob. And she said, oh, I have a dog named Bob. Uh, actually, my dog's name is Bobo. We'll call you Don Bobo. And it just kind of stuck over the weekend with the people I was with, and I started using it. And it, it's been a different life having a name like that. I uh -huh. use it in business, and um, I use it you know, everywhere, and it has different meanings all over the world, whatever language you're translating into, which has been very, very colorful and uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. You're from Southern California, right? You were born here? I was born in uh, New Mexico, but I, th I was about four years old when I wound up here. Where in New Mexico? Las Cruces. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I used to live in Roswell. Okay. So I know the area. And then when did you move to SoCal? Uh, let's see. I moved to kind of the Topanga Canyon area uh, at four years old, wound up in Newport Beach for the high school years, came down to San Diego uh, to go to college at San Diego State in 76 and just stayed. Never left. No, it was just, you know, Newport Beach when I was there was a sleepy little beach town, but during the 70s while I was there, it turned into this mega wealthy thing with... Um, and and the the people were changing and the houses were changing and the cars were changing and I came down and discovered the beach areas of San Diego and it was you know side yeah. relief it was wonderful <laughs> yeah when I first came out here in, in eighty two I just came out just to check it out mm -hmm. never left yeah so I can yeah, definitely I've, I've relate moved to away that. twice and been back in like nine months both times oh really yeah where'd you move to when you when you moved. I did. A, I wanted to live in the mountains for a while, so I moved to Flagstaff, Arizona, in the oh, late nice. '70s. And uh, one winter there was en enough to get me back here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I lived up in Mendocino County in the late '80s for a year, and same thing. It rained and rained and rained and rained and rained, and you'd turn on the TV and see pictures of these, you know, Sunkist orange. Crush commercials of people playing volleyball on the beach and surfing, and you're like, ah, I gotta get out of here, <laughs> get back down there. Uh, did did music play a, a big part in uh, in your life growing up? Oh God, it played the biggest part in my life. I've I started playing at about seven years old, probably or so. Had a guitar, plunked around on it. Got serious by ten. Was in a band by thirteen. Um, was performing you know, all through high school and busking, you know, down on Balboa Island on the sidewalks. And then through college, you know, it was uh, a very much a social thing. You know, you'd hang out with other musicians uh -huh. and and uh, it was easy to make friends and uh, and it was great. So, yeah, it's it's been a huge thing my whole life. And and guitar, is that, is that all you play? Do you play any other instruments? Um. I'm going to say just guitar, because you'll ask me about the other things. And I, <laughs> I, I dabble in um, some Scottish flutes oh, really? and 
uh, I can play a tiny bit of banjo and, and a few other things, but yeah, mostly mostly guitar. And are you self-taught? Yeah. I took my first lesson uh, last year. Did you really? Yeah, after playing for like 55 years or something like that from Mark Intravaya. Oh, okay. Yeah, I took two or three lessons from, which were great. You know, he gave me a whole new thing to, to start working on. That's great. But yeah, it just kind of evolved through the years. And is anybody else in your family musically inclined? My dad was a major, uh, major musician. Um, he, at 16, was in the Detroit Philharmonic as a violin player. Oh, wow. And when he moved out to California, he was the concert master at the San Diego Symphony. Um, he picked up the trumpet in the end of World War II, and it was a rifle or a bugle. So he took the bugle and trumpet and wound up in the army band. And, and he was a, just a monster musician. And he died about four years ago at 90. And I think he was playing in the Saddleback Philharmonic up till about 88 or something. He was playing trumpet. So yeah, everything I got, I, I owe to him. And you didn't want to go in, in the same direction as him musically? No, no. Wasn't, wasn't your thing. Eh? No. Classical music, it's, it's amazing. Um, to to like really critically listen to and you know do the math and visualize what's going on up there and all that, but it, it doesn't tug on my heart like like acoustic folk music does. Do you remember what the the first song was that you learned to play on the guitar? It would, and this will age date me, but it will either have been "Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley" <laughs> or "The House of the Rising Sun." It was possibly one of those, uh -huh. and I was like seven, you know, it was really little. What kind of music were you listening to growing up? Um, Who were some of the well, people I was, you Well, I was kind to? of a rocker in, in, in my middle school era. I was really into Creedence Clearwater and um, that Cosmos Factory album mm. I just loved. And I listened to a lot of Santana. And uh, I was, you know, fully engaged in kind of lighter rock and roll, Beatles, um, and then I was at a party in high school, and I heard Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young for the first time. This would have been about 72, mm -hmm. and that song, Carry On. Remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah. One moment. With those harmonies, I heard that. I went, oh, my God. And then the, the next song might have been Sweet Judy, Blue Eyes. Yeah, their harmonies. And I was incredible. just like, oh, my God, bring it. You know, yeah. so... I, I did a, a right turn and started listening to um, a lot of Cat Stevens, um, who I love to this day, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of John Denver, uh, just a lot of anything that had David Crosby in it and Stephen Stills. They were my guys. And James Taylor and Dan Fogelberg and, you know, that whole 70s folk scene. Right, right. Was, uh, just, I was all in with it. And to this day, you know, that really has influenced my, my style. How has your, if any, um, your taste in music, how has that changed over the years? Um, well, I was, you know, happily cruising along, being a kind of performer, doing cover songs, you know, of all the people I just named, you know, Eagles, Jackson Brown. Uh, then I heard David Wilcox for the first time, and I couldn't figure out what he was doing on the guitar, and I realized he had tuned the guitar into an open tuning called Dadgad. And so I had to learn that, and that really changed my life. Um, suddenly, you know, you have these big open chords, the D and the B minor, and um, 
and they just sound Celtic. And so I started listening to a lot of Celtic music, you know, mm. Doogie McLean and people like that, and they became my heroes. And then those two, it was the tunings that inspired me to start writing because some of the standard, you know, folk cover tunes that we do uh, work in them, but for the most part, those are locked into their standard tunings. And so to play in these alternative tunings that I wanted to, I, I had to write the songs to, to play in them. But you spend so much time noodling around, you know, uh -huh. when you're, you drop down into open G or dadgad and, and sit on the sofa and, you know, an hour goes by and you don't know what you're, you're just noodling. And in those noodles, I, f I found melodies, you know, and I said, wow, that's, I guess that's mine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to write some words to this, you know. And so it, it started me on a songwriting journey. Well, great. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of songwriting, let's let's uh, dive into that first okay. original song of yours. <clears throat> okay, great. What are you going to play and, and tell us a little bit about it? This, this is an older song of mine, and it's, um, I live uh, in Del Mar and uh, had a child back 24 years ago. And when he was little, he was kind of a handful, mostly in the evenings, and uh, my wife and I would play tag team with them. We'd like, okay, here, you're it. No, you're, okay, it's my turn. You take them, you know. And, and uh, he's like the mellowest guy in the world now. But at, at, you know, 18 months old, you had to get out of the house sometimes. So I would grab my guitar and go down to the beach and sit on the lifeguard towers and play. And one night, uh, two people came walking down the tide line and I was up there playing and they got level with me and they sat down and they listened for a while and they got up and they walked away and so I, I wrote him a song. It's this. And it smells like rain I listen to the wind The ocean air Is a mix of salt and foam Sometimes there's too much happening at home That's why I come to play here alone About this time you stop to hear my song Two people hand in hand walking along And for a while we share our hearts and souls connected as this night unfolded and it ended when you got up and walked away I was singing through my darkest hour sitting high upon this lifeguard tower it ended when you got up and walked away never changed a glance never Took the chance before we faded off into our great unknown. Locked inside these lives of our own. We could have shared this night, we felt a little less alone. About this time, you stopped to hear my tune. Listening from the shadows of the moon 
And for a while we share our hearts and souls Connected as this night unfolded It had ended when you got up and walked away I was singing through my darkest hours High upon this lifeguard tower It ended when you got up and walked away It ended when you got up and walked away Where the ocean and the moon Were endless rise and fall We were given all the answers long ago To the mystery of this constant ebb and flow I love to share my songs with folks I'll never know About this time you stopped to hear my tune Then you moved on from the shadow of the moon for a while we shared our hearts and souls Connected as this night unfolded It ended when you got up and walked away I was singing through my darkest hour Sitting high upon this lifeguard tower It ended when you got up and walked away It ended when you got up and walked away It ended Up and walked away It ended Is that song, well, first of all, what's the name of the song? When You Got Up and Walked Away. And is that available anywhere? You said it was an older song of yours. That's uh, funny you should ask that. It's uh, coming out in maybe about a month on a new album that I'm working on. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's an older song, but you're just it's now releasing song. it. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't fit onto the first album with all the other older songs. And these two people, mm -hmm. they've never heard the song? You didn't... Uh, no idea. Didn't find out who they were or anything shadows. like that? Yeah, just shadows. <laughs> I'm sure they'd like it, though, if, yeah, if maybe, they were to hear they, it. Maybe they've heard it already. Who knows? Yeah. Now, you weren't always a, a solo performer. Well, first of all, you mentioned back in school mm -hmm. you played in bands and stuff, but you were also part of a duo, weren't you? I was a duo with a guy named Jim Paxton, um, who I just wrote a song for here that I'll... I'll do in a couple of songs. Um, and this was in the early 90s or so. And uh, he was somebody that came out of the Grateful Dead scene. He lived up on their ranch in Novato for a long time and got to play and write with Jerry Garcia and all those guys. Oh, really? And he moved to San Diego and met me, and we just hit it off immediately. And uh, he was used to being in a band, or he... Played as a duo with his brother for a long time, and they did some some great re records. And um, so we hit it off, and we uh, we ended up roommates for for a while, and music partners, and best friends. And uh, then we had a falling out over a, a business thing, right around 1993 or so. And almost 30 years went by, you know. And he just passed away last month. And it brought up a song that we had written a long time. We never recorded anything. Mm -hmm. um, we used to 
perform a lot. We were opening acts for lots of people that would come to San Diego, bigger acoustic acts. And we never recorded anything. And 30 years ago, if I wrote any of these down, uh, they didn't survive the, you know, the pieces of paper. Um, and so I was trying to recollect some of these uh, when I've heard of his passing. And and the best I could do was a verse. And then I just finished writing a new lyric to the rest of the song. I'll play that in a couple of songs here. If you had to choose, mm -hmm. working as a duo or a band <clears throat> or solo, what, what would your choice be? Wow. Um, playing as a duo is great. I mean, it sounds more than twice as good as when you play alone. You know, there's a synergy that happens with the right people. And um, the songwriting is better. You know, co-writing is better. I'm more of a melody guy. I'm not a, in my mind, a strong lyricist. I, I've written some good lyrics, but it was just through a million hours of, of effort. Um, you know, the best tunes that I have were co-written with people. But Back to the duo thing. I play a little bit now. Um, I perform with a cello player, my good friend Drew Cady. Um, and you'll hear him on both albums that I have. And uh, that's really fun. But as we get older, our lives become more complicated. And it's harder to make time, find time when our schedules match up. And then we, you know, there was a woman, Megan Fisher, that sang on the other album and you know like just getting the three of us together it's it's just like pulling teeth because of everybody's schedules are so different and it just happens when life gets more complicated and my life's very complicated yeah. so uh, and and it's true i mean yeah. and nowadays yeah, how, so how bands do it i is yeah. amazing and you know i know people in bands with eight people you know in there and i can't even imagine what that's like to get it you know everybody together it takes a level of commitment also that probably at this time in my life, I'm not willing to do. Yeah, eight people to coordinate time, yeah. to, to get together, to rehearse and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's difficult. Right. Now uh, you're listening to Music Maker San Diego. I'm talking with Bobo Zarnowski today. Let's hear another one of your original songs. Oh, okay. Um, this is a new one. Not many people have heard this one. I mentioned how the uh, the one was inspired by Jim Paxton passing, but uh, that's not what that song is about. But I did have my best friend in the world uh, die of COVID a year ago. His name was Jeff Saltz, and he was my brother from another mother. You know, he was the one that nicknamed me Bobo in 1976 oh, okay. and, you know, climbed a million mountains together, lived in Nepal together, you know, best man at each other's weddings, you know, just just inseparable longtime roommate, and uh, he uh, had retired and moved down to Ecuador and got sick down there and couldn't get the medical attention he needed. And so he, you know, the first thing I did was sit down and, and write him a song so that I'd have it to use. And uh, so I didn't write this to perform, actually, but uh, the first couple times I got on stage after I wrote it, I said, what the hell, you know? Here's, here's a song I'm going to cry during. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, normally I wouldn't share that, but that's what being a songwriter is all about. You know, it's fully naked in front of the crowd. Right. You know, here's what I think about. Here's what my heart feels. And um, the crowd just went crazy, you know, that I, that I did that and got a lot of hugs afterwards instead of pats on the back. And it just brought intimacy to a show, you know. Uh -huh. And so 
I, I perform it every chance I can now. So he, he had a long history in South America of traveling down there and um, had a PhD in Andean folklore anthropology, and he was really into the gauchos, the gaucho culture. And so it's about him going down there and, and living his last days. It's when called uh, The Land Where the Gauchos Roam. Sitting at this table Just us two Only this time I'm talking To just a picture of you You found a land so beautiful That it took your breath away The perfect ending to your story It's okay If tomorrow comes for me I'd walk some hills for you I'd live a bit longer And more of my dreams will come true It's because of you that I became The man I am today One who laughs, loves and celebrates Cause it's holy, holy as hell Your soul rests in the place from all the stories you tell I always knew you'd go back It always was your home, the land Where the gauchos roam It's sad, but it's true All journeys have an end So now I'll see you in the sunshine I'll feel you in the wind Thank you for the friendship I'm grateful for the time In all the mountains I got to climb Cause it's holy Stories you tell I always knew you'd go back It always was your home, the land Where the gauchos roam Right? Do you like your songs to have a message? Big time. Yeah, that's what it's all about for me. Um, some of my heroes, particularly Jackson Brown and David Crosby, when I was growing up, when I, often when I would see them live, it was as a, a benefit show for some cause, um, ranging, you know, No Nukes or right. uh, Oliver North, you know, and that whole era. Um, and I thought, what a great thing to do to be able to use your art to uh, to reach people. And so uh, I patterned my songwriting about that. I'd say every one of my songs has some sort of message like that. Take us through your songwriting process. You said that you're oh, more of a melody guy. 
Well, the melodies are effortless. Uh, I spend a lot of time noodling around at home. I have um, a great big living room with a high ceiling and a wood floor that just has the most incredible reverb in it. And I turn the lights out sometimes at night and sit in pitch darkness and just play. And it's just, it's just glorious. Um, and all kinds of melodies come out of that. And you turn on your phone, which is always nearby, right? And uh, there's a great little free recording app that I'm able to capture these things because the next morning they're gone. You know, they wouldn't exist. And I think I've got 120 melodies on the phone now that are waiting lyrics. And the lyric part, uh, I know people that it comes intuitively to. And for me, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, I've taken lots of classes and lots of seminars and workshops. And that made it a little bit easier. It's still, it's still a real process for me. Um, I do a lot of co-writing lately, which helps. Um, and you get with certain people that, like, I'll, I'll write a verse that I just get stonewalled. I don't know where to go with that. And certain people are like bulldozers. They just, you know, it, it doesn't even phase them to hit verse one. They're just charging through there. And so as a co-writer, you can add phrases and you can, and as the melody guy, you can change syllable counts and word uses to make the certain songs more performable. And, and that helps me a lot. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. Uh, those two songs... I just did were just written by me alone, but uh -huh. um, you know my stuff's heavy with heavy with lots of friends co-writing with them. So you like to collaborate? I do, yeah, I do, and it's it's easier than uh, rehearsing to get together because we can use um, FaceTime. And right. We you know I have a friend in Vancouver, Canada that we FaceTime and write songs, and um, but with Zoom calls and all that, it's it's a lot easier. Yeah, modern technology is fun made it too. It's really fun, and you, gosh, you, you get with a good lyricist, and like the 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 music stuff's easy, you know. That just eh, it just pours out. But going into the mind of one of these people and and seeing their process, how it just flows out of them, it really allows you to see people's brilliance, and, and yeah. it's, it's inspiring. Songwriting kind of amazes me. I don't know, yeah, how how people do it, how yeah. they keep coming up with. New, new songs and stuff. Yeah, it's that's the process that's really cool. You know, sometimes you hear, a, like I heard, or I came up with that phrase, holy as hell. And that just described Jeff to the T, you know. And so the whole rest of the song kind of fell behind that. But you hear, a, you hear a phrase or, you know, things like that that just fall out of the ether sometimes. Uh -huh. And you just go, wow, you know. I walked out of a cabin in Mexico one time where there were, you know, 30 people in this one room about the size and, you know, dogs and babies and it's snowing out, you know, or it's freezing cold outside. And I walked out on the deck and looked up at the stars. There weren't any electric lights within about 50 miles and the stars are just. <laughs> and I, I looked up and said, hello, night sky. And I went, oh, that's a great song, you know, <laughs> and. You know, so some songs take a couple of years to get the lyric done, and some, like Hello Night Sky, you're just, you know, and it just falls you, into place. Where's paper? Yeah. You know, give me paper, and you just sit there and write it out. Yeah. Tell us about the third song you're going to play. Uh, I'm changing guitars. Uh, two reasons. I love this guitar, and I'm in open G now, which is the tuning a banjo is in. When you play in open tunings, you just hear this chord. This chord here. Uh, 
or this chord. You know, your mind goes on a little journey and you start having images and then the songs appear. And there's a lot of people that say the songs are in the guitars and that's another reason to change guitars because, you know, that, so, that guitar has different songs in it than this guitar. Huh. And I just got this guitar and it's got a lot of songs in it that haven't been written yet. And uh, quick story, if, if I may. Um, my dad, when he passed away, left me an old violin from 1804, you know, that had some pedigree to it and uh, he he uh, gave it to me and I don't play a note you know and it sat for much of my life under his bed and when they would go out at night you know when I was a kid I would sneak under the bed and open it and look at it and all that and um, my wife wanted me to keep it you know as a fair family heirloom and I thought this thing needs to be played you know and so I took it up to Los Angeles to this fine violin dealer and he goes, oh, I got the perfect people for that. And he sold it to somebody that's in the Denver Symphony. And I got a lot of money for it, you know. And these um, were always like the holy grail of guitars. It's James Olsen. It's what James Taylor and a lot of big guys play. And, um, you know, they cost, you know, you can buy a down payment on a house, you know. Um, I never thought I'd own one. And I when I sold my dad's violin, I couldn't take that money and put it into my checking account and, you know, use it to pay bills and stuff. So I just dropped it on this. And this rarely leaves the house, but uh, it's a good guitar for this particular song. So anyway, this one is uh, about my old duo partner, uh, Jim Jamie Paxton. And again, like I said earlier, we were, you know, brothers. We had a falling out. 30 years went by, um, Facebook kind of reconnected us. And, you know, you see that Facebook friend request and suddenly you hit accept. And in that moment, you forgive, you know, for everything bad that happened. And, and when he passed, I was, you know, looking for old pieces of paper through the old music files and all that. And I didn't write any of the songs we'd written down. So this was the best I could do it was most of this first verse is his and in the chorus and then i wrote the rest it's about us call in the dream
those were good times I remember the songs we made New love appeared for you Soon no more music would get played We lost our way Such a powerful price we paid Days go Things get lost And love Nice tribute. Thank you. Uh, how can people find out more about you, where you're playing, where can they get your music? Well, uh, don't have any shows coming up right now. I just got back from a, a trip. I travel a lot, which is one of the funnest things in my life, but it's just brutal on your uh, music career. <laughs> um, just got back from Sicily for a month and uh, don't have anything booked, but I'm working right now on getting the album out. We recorded part of it when we recorded the first album a year ago, but where the gauchos roam in the dream and some other stuff, we're, we're just doing this week and buttoning it up. So um, focus right now is in getting this CD out. And uh, as soon as that gets done, right around the first of the year, we'll get back out there. All right. Is but, there a, do you have a website? I know you have uh, Facebook I, and I don't Instagram. have a website. Um, I'm bugging a friend to make me one. I'm pretty low-tech computer-wise, and a, a lot of people sit up late at night and make their own websites, and I'm not someone that can do that. It'd be terrible. Um, so uh, don't have a website. I'm on Facebook. Um, is really the, the best way to reach me. And for now, for now, that's it. All right. Bobo, I thank you for being on the show yeah, today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been really fun. It's been a pleasure, and I, and I hope to be able to catch a show sometime down the road soon. I I'll let you know. Sounds good, man. That does it for another episode of Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music, from solo artists to duos to songwriting band members and more, established songwriters as well as up-and-coming ones. Until next time, I'm Gary Lee. Have a good one. <laughs>